Hello everyone and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Lobot Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Josh. And we are back at the Bachelor Pad. We are back at the Trap House. We are back at the... Crackden. Crackden. For a late night session. For a late night session. This is the latest night yeah. we've ever done the pod. So usually we do the pod anywhere between 8am and I'd say maybe 11am. Yeah. yeah. Usually they're the hours we do them between. Occasionally we do it at like 12 o'clock or 1. That's quite rare. Yeah. It is now 7.30 at night. It is now 7.30 at night. Typically also we do it on a Saturday. Sometimes a Sunday, depending on my old schedule. Yeah. Now it will always be a Saturday. Except for this Saturday, we lost track of time a little bit. Things had to change. Bada, bada, bada. And now it's a Monday night. Monday night. Um, We just finished work. Yep. All the way from the city. Yep. Um, I I finished at 6. It is currently 7.30. I got home at 6. Yep. So... It's a bit all over the place, but I, all over I, the place. I, I messaged you and I was like, do you want to come through on a Monday? We'll do an episode, mm. quick episode. Yeah. Usually you will see like our last few, they've probably been about an hour, which has been quite good actually. Yeah. I love um, that length for us. This will probably be half hour or something. Yeah. I, we're exhausted. We're exhausted. There's also no, not else. too much to recap, a couple of things yeah. to say for each series. Um, we'll make predictions. And then next week, we're probably going to be talking about the finals matchup. Yeah, it's weird to think about, actually. I didn't think about that uh, right? up until you mentioned that. This will be our last week to talk about these conference matchups, which is fine. Does it feel like the playoffs have gone really quick? It, it's how it always goes. Like, the first round feels like it goes for a while because there's so many games. Yeah. The, like, the game, sh- there's less and less, less and less, and now it's just gone like that. It's gone, yeah. Like, God, conference finals are, are going to be over very soon. Very, very soon. Actually. Um, so, the, the conference finals, which one are you enjoying more right now? Uh, Where's your heart? West. The West. Okay. Uh, so it's hard, West. Right? West. I think the East is, it's cool because you've got the underdog of, of the year mm-hmm. in, in Atlanta and Trey Young and, mm-hmm. and what those boys are doing. Um, but then obviously Chris Paul might make his first, you know, finals appearance and win his first chip, deservedly exactly. so. Exactly. Um, but then you've also got the Clippers, their very first conference finals appearance ever, mm-hmm. you know, 50 years. And without their best player. Yeah. Um, Speaking speaking of that, and I guess we'll start with with the Clippers versus Phoenix thing. Mm-hmm. Did you see um, the comment that Paul George made about uh, Kawhi Leonard being injured and not showing sure if he's going to be there for Game Five? No, I didn't. It feels like, and I'll paraphrase. Um, it was like, uh, how important is is it you guys get Kawhi Leonard there for Game Five and Six and and however many games you need him there for? And Paul George, paraphrasing was something along the lines and very adamantly was, um, you know, if his engine is not 100%, we don't want him on the court. We want him to rest up. That's our brother. You know, we want him to take care of himself. Okay. It's our job to take care of the court when he's not here. And it a great, great, great leadership, yeah. great, great brotherhood there by Paul George. Um, that's the best thing you could have said. But it also, the very first thing, like, after hearing that, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, if anything? He's not playing this season. He's not no, playing the rest okay. of the playoffs. The very first thing that popped <clears> in my mind was San Antonio and how poorly they That's true. They went about That's true. injury. Yeah. This feels like the polar opposite of how they handled that. I, I remember hearing rumors when Kawhi Leonard was injured and it was like, is he injured? Is he not injured? Tony Parker and, and some other guys were like, you know, I've, I've come back quicker from this injury. That was a really weird thing to say, admittedly, mm-hmm. by Tony Parker. Um, a lot of other guys were really just kind of throwing shade his way. And it's the complete opposite with what Paul George just said. So it feels like they're taking that into consideration. 100%. When when factoring in how Kawhi Leonard feels, because he is the best player on the court. Um, arguably when he wants on, to be. <laughs> yeah, you know. 
Um, and that was just real, real cool to see about Paul George and just really interesting because I feel like there is a bit of weight to that. They really yeah, don't want to repeat what they did. And they know Kawhi Leonard uh, is in control of his contract. Yeah. You know, he's not 100%. one of those guys that it's like, oh, I'm a restricted free agent. I've got to get what I can get. Exactly. Like, Kawhi Leonard no, he, he, he can pick and choose. He's yeah. that good of a player where he can pick and choose. Absolutely. Um, so that, that was one of the cool things. Um, 100%. But yeah, so did you watch any, have you watched any of the, um, the Clippers? And so I've been watching highlights. Usually when I get to my lunch break, yeah. it's like the game's done. So I'll watch the highlights of the game. Yeah. Um, and obviously this was game four today, yesterday, game four yesterday. Yeah, right? game four. It's 3-1. 3-1 Phoenix way. Yep. Um, I most, the one that's in my memory the most is yesterday's game because I watched mm. highlights most recently. Chris Paul and Devin Booker did not play well, did not shoot well. It was a very low scoring yeah. game. It was like in the 80s, I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really low. Um, the best player on the court for the Suns was DeAndre Ayton. Oh, he's so good. He's such a bully. So he good. bullies yeah. Zubac so much. Yep. Um, what can I say? Chris Paul was out the first two games. He shot like six from 24 or something. He hasn't played well since he's come back. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say, oh, Chris Paul, because he wasn't injured. He didn't come back from an injury. He came back from COVID like a protocol. COVID protocol. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Clippers have good defense. Maybe they're just making it, making life difficult for him. Yeah, and I think so. Like they do have a lot of bulldog bulldogs on the, on the exactly, perimeter. Exactly. Even um, Booker hasn't played well since that game yeah. one because... I guess what? Clippers are a great defensive team. And, and I want to give credit to um, Ty Lu and, and how experienced this squad is in <laughs> general, you know, and, and they're, you know, hungrier than anyone if, if, if anyone is even on that level, you know, very first playoff appearance. They're without their you know, absolute superstar of a player. <laughs> Everyone's got to shoulder that load. And Ty Lu is very familiar with how to go about, you know, rotation. Deep in the playoffs. And, and things deep in the playoffs. And Chris Paul's got his work cut out for him. You know, we, we you know, love or hate Chris Paul. You know, I've got mixed feelings sometimes, but mm -hmm. he is one of the best point guards we're ever going to see. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to, I'm not here thinking that he's going to breeze through the conference finals. Heck no. no. He's got his work cut out for yeah, him. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I, I anticipate these kind of games. He's going to bounce back for sure. Yeah. But I don't think I'm going to see another six for 24 or whatever it was. No, game. no. I remember I was, I was watching that with my, my friend Sunday. Um, I was waiting for her and then I was, um, it was real close, real, real close. And then I was, she's never seen, watched a basketball game before. Interesting. Yeah. So it was real cool trying to teach her all the ins and mm -hmm. outs and why they're, why they're doing certain things and yeah. why it's become a free throw game, uh, which is never fun, but it's always interesting. It's part of the game. One of my favorite things as well, Adam, shout out to you. Whenever Paul George fucks up. <laughs> It's always playoff P in full effect. And yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> like he didn't text me this time, but he texted me last time. And yeah. I'm like, whenever Paul George fucks up a free throw, whenever he fucks up in the clutch, I know Adam's going to be on it. Oh, absolutely. Like that's the first man on Paul George's ass, right? <laughs> it's always Adam. <laughs> when, Adam. When Paul George walks down an alleyway, he sees Adam Brenson at the end of the alleyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, Paul George has been... Is it weird to think that like when we think of Adam, because he's like 6'3", six, six, right? Two. And Paul George would tower over him. It's it's crazy to think about. Like even uh, what was it? Darren in high school, six four, six five. Yeah. Um, tower towered over all of us, but still, that's like a to some people, yeah, an undersized guard, very undersized three guard. Uh, yeah, or forward. Sorry, for sure. That's wild. Um, absolutely insane how how huge these players are. Which also like I, I remember. Um, when we were, my friend and I were watching Chris Paul go out, like he, he had some crazy plays mm -hmm. and he obviously looks like the smallest guy on the court. Mm -hmm. She was astounded 
by how Chris Paul maneuvered through these big guys. And I like that that's something that I think will always be an astounding thing for me and and you and everyone watching mm-hmm. like these guys like Trey Young and Chris Paul and Steve Nash how they they're like six foot to six three tops yeah somehow weaving through these guys which are like weaving. seven foot yep. Mikel Bridges who is got wingspan he <laughs> she noticed that as well yeah the crazy his thing, long like, crazy arms I was like have you noticed that guy's arms I'm like yeah what the fuck's up with that <laughs> man can pick a penny up <laughs> off the floor while standing it is crazy like I was watching him run next to Aiton Aiton's like seven foot. And Mikhail's bridges arms were longer than his. It's it wild. Insane. It's wild. He's built um, for sport. Oh yeah, he's 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 an athlete. So for we'll, sure. we'll so game four just happened. Game Suns four. Suns are up three one. Three one, very, very close game. Very good game to watch, despite, mm-hmm. you know, some players. All their games the have been game. really good. Really, really good. Um, do you anticipate this series to go any further or do you think it's gonna be closed out? Suns in six. Suns and six. I can. I, I think I agree with you. I can see it potentially going seven, just purely for the fact that this Phoenix squad is very inexperienced, whereas it's the opposite for this Clippers for team. Clippers, yeah. yeah. Despite the fact that I know the Clippers haven't made it past the That's second a franchise. round, really. But you look at you look at Pat Bev, you look at Mark Morris, you look at Paul George, you look at the the coaching staff. The, yeah. We'll talk about the coaching staff briefly later. Mm. But like, I I see Clippers in six. I don't think they'll do seven. Um, for Clippers, me, it was five or six. Clippers and six? Oh, no, sorry. Suns sorry, and six. Okay, Suns and six. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's late favorite. night. It's late night. Late <laughs> night. Yeah, Suns and six. I think Suns and six. Um, I can see it potentially going to seven, but my heart's not there for yeah. it. Like, I could see Paul George going off for one game and bringing them back, but how long? Yeah. How much longer can they do it? It was... It was. Oh, did you see Mark Jackson apparently made a, a flub on on live What did he say? TV? He was talking about, because uh, if you're unaware, Devin Booker fouled out that oh, game yeah. quite early. And so a lot of the camera work was just him on the bench. Mm-hmm. And Mark Jackson was like, you know, shout out to um, Monty Williams for, you know, benching him and, and not letting him foul out, not knowing he already did foul out. Mark Jackson is a freaking goober, man. Um, there's been quite a few <sighs> The flubs. privilege some players get. Another fl- another, not a flub, but a weird thing as well. When we were watching the Milwaukee and Atlanta game, the absolute blowout, and we have to talk about it Mm -hmm. because it was really disappointing to have you guys over, and that was the game we saw. Um, That was meant to be Marv Albert's last I've noticed him commentating a few other games. You liar. No, no, no. I'm not lying. Mm. There was a whole thing. Reggie Miller, like, had a whole thing with him. Turns out everyone apparently... um, didn't actually know when he was uh, his last game. So he just showed up to is, work. Apparently, this is his last series, not okay. last game. And okay. everyone misinterpreted that as the last game, apparently. Last series or last year? This is his last series that he's doing and then he's done. Wh- who is he not going to commentate the finals? No, apparently not. But why, then I would thought, you know? why would you jump out after a series when you're, the next series is the finals? That's what, that's what I don't get. Is like Man's just going to show up to work and say... I'm still here. Yeah, and who's gonna who's gonna stop him? Exactly, it's not Albert, right? The man that ate out his wife on live air. <laughs> that is not being confirmed. <laughs> Man's eating an apple out of fucking mailbox. <laughs> oh, but shit. interesting. So we're saying sons and six. Sons and six. Um, I can see it. I, I I just can't, especially without Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, when like you said, when he really really wants it. I don't see any guy really stopping him. No. Nah. Which is really weird to see him become this 
weird offensive efficient threat. Yeah. Because the big question mark with Kawhi Leonard when he was going from San Antonio before the the Toronto destination, mm-hmm. it was like, what is he worth? Yeah. And teams were obviously betting big because he was a finals MVP. What's you know? his offensive ceiling? Because he was known that? as like a, a defensive stopper, defensive juggernaut. But like how much can he elevate a team offensively? He wasn't a, a great three-point. Well, not. I'm not saying he was bad, but he wasn't known. He wasn't a great. Sh- he wasn't shooter. known for being a shot creator. Um, he could get to his spots, but he needed help. Out of nowhere. He's like, nah. One of the best shot creators in the league. I'm just going to turn it on and hit them all. Absolutely insane. Mid-range dynamo. Yeah, he's, it's in, it's insane what he does. Isn't he the most efficient fourth quarter scorer in the league right now? We'll talk about Which another one of them very soon. Yeah. Mid-range diamond, dynamo who's popped off in the fourth quarter. But yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah. touch on that today. One of our boys, even though he's probably not our, he's, he's too good to be a boy. Look, let's let's talk about him. He is definitely too good to be a boy. So yeah, just just to recap, Suns in six Suns going in to the six. NBA Finals. You can quote the low block. Suns quote in six. the that's, block. That's what I see. Yeah. Um, Chris Middleton is where we're going to go. Ooh, Chris he had Middleton. Thirty-eight points, twenty points Career in the fourth high. quarter. Outscored the entire Atlanta squad seventeen to twenty in mm-hmm. the fourth quarter. And we've we've Instant. praised Chris Middleton for a long time. And I'll never stop. He is an inc- and, and he's gotten a lot of shit, but he's an amazing three-level scorer and he's an amazing shot creator, especially from the mid-range. Yep. He's a sniper from that mid-range. Chris Middleton, and I realized after this, 38 points is a phenomenal game. He's the reason they won this game because Atlanta otherwise I think would have had it in the bag. I think so. Because Trey Young was going off, which yeah. we've got to talk about as well. <clears throat> but Chris Middleton to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it's just a me thing. I'm not surprised by 38 points, but I'm also not surprised if he scores nine points. <laughs> like, is that is that just me? Okay. I'm surprised by 38. I wouldn't be surprised by 30. I wouldn't be surprised by nine. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like, Chris Middleton's one of those guys that just, he scores whatever he wants to score on a game, and I'm not surprised either way. Like, I, I've seen games where he goes absolutely insane and takes over. And I feel like every game where he takes over, they win. Yeah. You know? Um, but then there are games where he is abysmal offensively and is predominantly the reason they lost because yeah. he's, not, he's not going. And, like, part of it, like, you know, it obviously is Giannis the best player on the team, but Chris Middleton is the backbone of that I team. Think Chris Middleton is the deciding factor. Middle, uh, not Middleton. Giannis is always there, always mm-hmm. consistent, mm-hmm. always 30 and 15, whatever it is that yeah. you want. 38 and 20 if you want. You're always going to get a phenomenal game from Giannis. Yeah. I haven't seen him at a really bad game in a very long time. But then you also need the second guy to show up. And that's all on Giannis. Uh, not Giannis, on Middleton. Middleton. You know, if Middleton's going to step up with Giannis, you've got the game in the bag. They're unstoppable. If he's not going to show up and Drew Holiday's not going to show up and Brooke Lopez isn't isn't clicking offensively, you're going to lose. You know, I think that's the biggest thing that we're seeing throughout these playoffs. Mm-hmm. They do. They look unstoppable when Chris Middleton is playing great because Giannis is already playing great. When Middleton is playing his game, he looks like KD. He really does, yeah. Like this just mid-range sniper who yep. can create any shot he wants. Yep. He's a good three-point shooter, pick and roll. You can't stop him. He really is a jack of all trades. He's so He's good. So good. We've been just, praising him for a while too. It's Like I said, like I shouldn't... If, if I watch KD play, he gets nine points. I am shocked. Yeah. Where is the 30-point game, yeah. KD? But if Middleton does it, I'm like, yeah, that's just a Middleton game sometimes. Yeah. He'll, ba- he'll bounce back next game for 35. Yeah. And it's I th- I feel like 
you know, more than than we we can slander Bud all we want and and what and Drew Holiday for not having he's playing like Bledsoe at this point yeah. really. Um, but Middleton really needs to get that consistency. It's similar to what we spoke about with Jamal Murray in Denver. Yeah. You know, once Jamal Murray can really get going like a consistent 20 to 23 points per game, that team's clicking offensively. It's when, like for the younger guys a lot of the time, it's weaponizing their talents. Yeah. For Middleton Rineouts and for Jamal, it's weaponizing it consistently. Absolutely. And it's weird because Middleton looks so polished. Mm. When he does a sidestep, when he crosses over, when he does, when he has the ball in his hand, he looks like he knows what he's doing 100% of the time. And maybe I need to watch more Bucks games where they lose when Middleton doesn't play well because I need to know why, why he doesn't score 25 a night. Yeah, and it could be a bud system thing. Like we know the bud system offensively isn't great, and it seems to me that that Middleton does need a, a proper system in mm-hmm. place for the most part. You know, he can ISO and whatnot, mm-hmm. but he's he's not the best ISO player. No, I don't he's not. think. Um, so there, there could be a lot of things and, and, and variables deciding those factors. But the fact of the matter is like a lot of these teams, when you've got, you know, with the Lakers, you're always going to get a good game from LeBron and, and Anthony Davis for the mm-hmm. most part. And it's on the role players at that point to make sure everything else is clicking, making sure the defense is locked down. So your two players can get going. You don't, that's the one inconsistency with the Bucks is you've got one and a half players consistently. Yeah. On. You've got. Giannis all the time, but then you've got Middleton half the time. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. That's the same thing with Denver. Jokic every didn't miss a damn game this year. Yeah, every game bringing MVP caliber style of basketball. Um, and I, I know Jamal Murray was out this mm-hmm. year for a lot of it, but it still would have been would have had a great game and then a bad game and a great yeah. game and a bad game. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's going to be once those like if you can just get Jamal Murray to twenty points. MPJ is that guy that's going to be that deciding factor, yeah, right? 100%. He's going to be, if he's going off for 18, 20 points, I don't see a reason why you guys would lose. Exactly. You know, it's it's crazy. At Consistency that is key. Absolutely. Um, and that's what I think also Atlanta are trying to work out. John Collins didn't have a great game. Um, no. I didn't get to what I, I watched some, all, all the highlights and some lowlights. Um, but John Collins didn't play too much and i don't know why that was i've got to go back and, and watch it i watched fourth quarter highlights at work on my lunch break it was yep. all i could watch um and yeah I, I couldn't see too much in the atlanta side again it's fourth quarter highlights it was all chris middleton yeah. it was all the moment Giannis touched the boy passed at chris middleton because they yeah. knew they were going to foul Giannis. Mm. but i yeah i haven't got to watch the full game because yeah, no one else besides trey young who really had a phenomenal bounce back game mm-hmm. he went from 15 points to 35 points um, it, and he was, I watched all of his highlights this game and he was insane. Um, they really are. And you, Adam and I spoke about this where the Bucks brand of basketball defensively against Atlanta is really drop Yeah, and hopes a guy this 40 foot shot doesn't go in yeah. from Trey. And that's all you can do. And it was one of those nights where no, they're going in. It, Trey wants him to go in. It's hard to watch drop coverage against Trey, but yeah. That's the best thing for them to do. Yeah. Like every time I watch and I see Bobby Porter's drop, drop coverage, drop coverage, yeah. drop coverage, I'm like, it hurts my soul, but it, it might be the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Like Trey Young, as soon as he gets towards that paint, he has two things that he has weaponized at an elite level which is is so much higher than than what I saw with James Harden. And that's an immense compliment. That's not a mm-hmm. knock on James Harden. This is a praise to Trey Young. 
is the fact that his floater is one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Like there were there are countless times this game where Trey Young had someone on him, it looked like it was going to get blocked, but that floater is just so nice. It's very, it just very it's good. nothing but net. It's, it's very clean. And the other thing is if you're going for that, you've got Capella and John Collins, two athletic big guys that just rim run and and know exactly where to be yeah. with to catch his lobs. It's insane. So it's either like you let him shoot the 40 point shot or you go over the screen. Mm-hmm. Now you've got two different things to worry about, his floater yep. or his lobs. And it's insane what one player does to a defensive scheme. Harden never had the floater that Trae yep. Young has. Yep. Um, and that really limited Harden to inside or outside. Yep. But now Trey can do, has three options. He's now a three-level scorer. Because he doesn't have a mid-range pull-up, but he has a floater, which is essentially the same thing. It's crazy seeing him. And the float two best the mid. floaters in the league, Trey Young and Luka Dantich. Yeah. And it's wild how they just it's both weaponize that floater so well. Two young guys just yeah, somehow it's it's absolutely insane. Like even when when we talk about James Harden, is if he would drive towards the rim, generally it's looking for a foul yeah. or a lob. But he didn't use the lob too well. That's why I think Trey Young and Compeller are, are a much better matchup than Compeller and Harden. Um, but generally Harden's looking for the foul because he's a phenomenal free throw shooter. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. That's his brand of basketball. That's his basketball. But the yeah. thing I love about Trey Young, and I think a big reason why they've gotten so far to where they were from the 11th seed to this is because this really gets the team going. Mm-hmm. When Trey drives, it's either, you know, he's going to try and make a bucket or he's trying to get you a bucket. Um, and I know he's, he draws fouls mm-hmm. all of the time. But when he's driving, it doesn't. It never seems that way. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's really trying to make something work here. But the perimeter game is a bit different, and that's fine. He's he's kind of mastered all of the things he wants to master offensively, and it's crazy to see him do that in such a short amount of time. Very much so. Yeah. All all there is now, in in my opinion, is how is John Collins going to develop? How is Bogdanovich going to develop? How are these other rooks mm-hmm. that you you got like Hunter and? Kevin and, Herter. And, and Herter, he's been really, really good mm-hmm. these playoffs. You know, how are these guys going to develop? Because you just need one or two more to, to get another push. Because, and, and, you know, this was a thing that, that Pippin said, which I, I think every, you know, generic basketball fan, you and I included, would, would disagree with, saying that LeBron has won a chip with, with no help whatsoever and everyone else has had to have help. That makes no sense to me. That makes no sense. Um, Pippen, Pippen sometimes feels like the delusion. Yeah, yeah, very delusional sometimes. But it, it's there the is no thing. single player who has ever won yeah. a ring. Never. And it's, 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 it's a team thing. It's the same thing with this Atlanta squad. Right now, it really is just Trey Young. You know, John Collins is really nice. And some of the things... In the I, games they win, their team shows up more. Yeah. But when they lose, you can really see the weaknesses of that yeah. team. It, it's similar to Utah. Yeah. You see Donovan Mitchell really try play this this Trey Young role, but no one else is bringing it. And generally, that's why they lose. Um, the thing I, I love about John Collins that I, I've learned this postseason, and I don't think I would have learned it otherwise because now they've got the limelight, mm-hmm. is the praise that his teammates and Monty Williams gives him to say, you know, he knows... Monty? Uh, not Monty Williams, sorry. Um, Nate McMillan. Um, they say... That, you know, he knows he's, he's up for a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows he's super confident, but we've never heard a single 
argument from him. That's true. We've never heard him lash out to anyone about not getting touches, not getting enough time. He knows his role. He knows he's very good at what he does. Mm -hmm. And that is all we want from him. And then that, he'll get he'll get the bag yeah. from that. And that that's a big it's the opposite to Buddy Hield. Yeah. It's a big reason why I think this team's winning is it's not the fact that, you know, he needs to do 20, 25 points a game and 10, 12 rebounds. It's the fact that he knows when he's going to get his touches. Mm -hmm. And when he gets his touches, you see him have a great game. It feels like everyone's aboard the same, like everyone's yeah. going in the same direction. Everyone's aboard the same train to the same spot the, of yeah. the finals. The game right? for Trey train. Gay for trade, trade. And we're all on it, man. We're so, all gay for trade. I love it. <laughs> so it's it's what it feels like. Because if they were in a worse situation and he was barking out, I need my touches, I need my points, I need my whatevers, it would cause issues. But it seems like everyone is on the same path of we want to win. Absolutely. Money will come if the wins come. That's yeah. No, that that's exactly it. Because if the team's working, people are going to get paid. Exactly. You know, and, and I feel like everyone understands that. Um, obviously, everyone they, should understand that. Everyone should, and it feels like, you know, I, obviously I'm not in the Atlanta locker room, but everything I'm hearing and everything I'm seeing, there is no drama. No, at no. all. Everyone wants the same damn thing, and you can see you've seen tensions with Milwaukee. That's mm -hmm. why they've made moves. You've seen tensions with, you know, Devin Booker before he made it this far. Mm -hmm. He was really frustrated with where they were. I haven't heard any, like we, we heard little rumblings with Trey Young. And then as soon as there was slight, you know, progress, mm -hmm. everyone just was silent. Yeah. Everyone came and then they let all their, their shit talking on the court. Trey Young is one of the coolest shit talkers in the league right now. He is. What makes a cool shit talker? I think embracing what you are. It's the one reason why I never got on board with James Harden. He plays a very dislikable brand of basketball but you didn't like him not agreeing that he was the villain yeah you, i kind yeah, of like okay. just to like admittedly trey young's brand of basketball it can be quite gross you know he draws a lot of fouls he lives by the three-point line mm -hmm. a lot of the other stuff he does is, is really cool but it's not everyone's cup of tea usually it's not mine mm -hmm. but the fact he relishes in i want this shit i don't care if you love me or not hate me i don't care i'm, I'm still balling out and my team's gonna love me for it gotcha James Harden never, I would have loved to see him like just this big, didn't even have to be angry. Mm -hmm. I just love to see him, just him a bit more cocky on the court because he is an immense talent. It James feels like Harden. sometimes he did it and sometimes he didn't. Like you'd see it sometimes. Yeah. In, again, inconsistency. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes he would shit talk. Sometimes he would do a little shimmy. Sometimes he'd do this, but it wasn't all the time. Mm. And he could have done it more. Because it, it didn't matter. I know it's a trivial thing. You know, this isn't yeah. going to make or break his case for Hall of Fame. There's a Hall of no, Fame. No, no, no. It like just depends on how much you personally like it a just, Yeah. Like, I, I think these personalities are what shape the NBA. You know, mean mug and bron was scary. You yeah. know, Jersey biting Kobe's scary. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys. These are, little character traits. Yeah. If, even Giannis, when he's puffing his chest, he's yeah. a scary dude. Yeah. And you see this this little guy, I say little, he's a lot bigger than me, but <laughs> compared weird. to everyone else, yeah. Trey Young is a little dude on the he's court. He's what, 6'1"? Six 6'1", one? Six one, I'd say. Yeah. 6'1", six 6'2". Six um, but he he loves it. He loves it. And that's the, the coolest thing about this team. Not only are they, are they underdogs, they have such a lovable villain. Mm. And they've, they've done this in one postseason. They've really gave given themselves an identity because I didn't think them. they'd make it this far. No, and I called I called seventy sixes last yeah. week, and and you're not wrong for calling it. You know, yeah, Atlanta could've. aren't meant to be here. Yeah, they're not meant. They were meant to make the playoffs, but they weren't meant to make it this far. 
No, not at all. And you know, if if they don't make it any further than this, congratulations, Atlanta. Yeah, you've exceeded, great job. You've you have been the biggest surprise. Yeah, this year. Uh, I, I I just can't look. Past I still say Atlanta. Phoenix, but yeah, like I understand. I understand. Um, Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix has been absolutely wild. Um, but they they've been they've been insane. Um, but all that said, Bucks in six. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> because from the moment you started talking about Hawks, you were like, if they go home, have a good job. That's like, you know in your right. heart, Bucks are taking this series. Yeah, like I can I can see Atlanta winning, but my heart doesn't say it. Like it's the same thing it's with the Clippers. Heart. I can still see the Clippers winning just due to um, more experience, mm-hmm. but my heart says this Phoenix squad's too damn good. Aiden anchors this team way too well. Chris Paul's too damn smart. Devin Booker's too good of a scorer. They're, they're just too good to mm-hmm. lose this up 3-1. No way. They're not Doc Rivers. No way. And what is the Milwaukee Atlanta? Is that 3-1 as well? 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. Bucks and five. Today. That was game three. Bucks and five. I can, I can see Atlanta taking one more game. Like yeah. the, My heart says one more game. They'll probably take their next home game. Sure, they, they are good at home. more than anything. They are good at home. Like this was a damn close game. It really was just Middleton. I said it before. Middleton was the reason they won. If, if Middleton had twenty points, Atlanta go home with a win. Yeah, you know, and that's, but he cooked them for thirty. That's a big compliment to Atlanta. The fact that Middleton 100%. doesn't have a bad game and you still win, but the fact he had a great game is the reason why you lost. You can't have both Giannis and Middleton having great games because then it's it's just it's so tough. It's, it's against that defense. It's, it's too tough, man. Like I'll I'll go three. What do you, who do you think was the second leading scorer on Atlanta for this game? Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter had 11 points, but no, it was Gallinari with 18. I forgot Gallo's in that team. Fucking yeah. love Gallo. He's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, John Collins. Because Gallo points. is 6'10 and gets to his spots when he wants. 6'10, shot creator, can play the small forward if he wants. Yeah. It's insane. It's such a good role player. It's such a, like an oddity. Like it, it really feels like I'm, I'm not comparing him to Ginobili because Ginobili is probably the best. He is the best six man. He's the best six seen. man of all time. Um, but he was such an oddity where you get everything out of Ginobili. Yeah. And it, it, I mean everything in the way he's your facilitator. He's your facilitator. He's your passer. He's yeah. your defender. He's your scorer. He's your three-level scorer. Yeah, you usually don't get that. Galloway on offensive end, he can do it he's, all. He's an oddity in the way where it's like, you're coming onto the court against my guys and I don't know how to handle that. It's the same thing with Ginobili. Ginobili comes on the court and the defense is like, I don't know how to handle this right now. It's too much. He can, in any scheme, he can fit in. And exactly. the same with Gallo. Yep. It's the same thing with Gallo. Um, it, it's really insane. So it, it's a good game. Obviously, 35 points for, for Trey Young is, is the highlight. But then it was Gallinari with 18, John Collins with 13, and Herder with 11. That's not That's not good enough when you've got... The Bucks with thirty three and eleven from Giannis, thirty eight and eleven from Middleton, like that. That's enough. And fifteen from Porter's for some reason. You know that's 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 better than what Collins played. BP. You know it's it's fifteen. I just points wanna, in seventeen minutes. One thing we're not talking about: Middleton's eleven point, eleven re, eleven assists. Sorry. No, he he's, had seven assists, eleven rebounds. Oh, it was eleven rebounds. Sorry, I thought so it was seven eleven assists. assists. Really good. He's a really good passer out of the pick and roll, yep. and it's something that doesn't get talked about too much. He's a really good pick and roll ball handler, mm-hmm. which is a great option to have when they don't really need it. it. It's crazy because Middleton would be getting, he'd be getting these numbers if he was on any other team. I'm, I'm yep. so confident in saying we'd still be seeing this Middleton on yep. any other team, but we wouldn't be hearing about it 
otherwise because yep. he's playing with Giannis. Giannis is the one that bring brought that spotlight. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for the fact that now I get to see Middleton play because otherwise 100%. it'd just be one of those guys that, you know, play great. Big numbers on a bad team. On a bad team and I don't get to hear about it. Yeah, but know? now we get to see him deep in the playoff and he st- can still do it. He can still do it. Um, he just needs to keep it up. I, I'm happy with either of these teams winning, but I would love more than anything Atlanta for the chip, baby. Like not that's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. You think that's the this, ultimate under like I, I don't know, think I know. ever in the history of the league since counting all stars, I don't think there's been a championship team with zero all stars selections for that year. I don't think that's ever happened. Detroit Pistons. You don't think they had an all star? I don't think so. I think it was the year after uh, maybe Ben Wallace, but it was the year check. after where they had four out of the five starters. I'll have to check. So that would have been 2003 like, All-Star. It, that would have been the last time, you know what I mean? Yeah. But let's say, let's say Atlanta win this series. Scrape it out in seven games. Do you think they're touching Phoenix? No, they're not touching <laughs> Phoenix. But I, I'm You keep for... looking. You keep looking. That was a rhetorical <laughs> question. Um, but yeah, like this, like Atlanta, Atlanta's the underdog of the, of the two series right now. Yep. Um, they weren't the underdog of the playoffs. I'd say that's New York. Because they weren't meant to make it. Ben Wallace made the All-Star game. Okay, yeah. So technically, <laughs> yeah. you know. But apart from them, it's like they've been the, one of the biggest underdog champs of the past 20 years. Yeah. And then if Atlanta did it, if they're not going to, if they did, they would be as well. But, you know, it, it can happen, man. <clears throat> it you know, could, it, yes. It, that's It's the weird thing, like when Orlando... You know, reverse uh, in, in the playoffs. Yeah. At the, eight, at the eight seed. And DJ Augustine led them to the first game win. You know, it, it still wasn't what if. It was still, all right, you took one game, but you're going to lose. That was against Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. And it was like, you're still going to lose. Yeah, but they, they like, this snuck is, out a win. I, the fact that it's still, if they make I it. I forgot about that. I completely yeah, forgot about right. DJ Augustine. <laughs> I'm never going to forget about Taking DJ. that team to a game one win. <laughs> but it, the fact, like, I. I, I think it it is in the realm of possibility that, that Trey Young and Atlanta can pull it out. That, that's all I'm saying. It could happen. Um, before before we move on, you know, because we can talk about Trey and Chris yeah. Middleton yeah. And, and our love for them for hours and hours and hours, but we don't need to. Um, have you heard about all the drama with, <laughs> with Portland? Yes. <laughs> so this is what oh, I was talking about. So the, it's been announced that Chauncey Billups is the new head coach. Five-year deal. Five-year deal. I'm glad he's getting a head coaching role. He's a smart player. He's a good leader. I I wish him the best. Do I think it's a good choice? Not really. No, I don't think so. Not for a team that wants to contend. You want a brand new head coach. And yes, you could say, oh, Steve Nash is a brand new head coach. But, well, hmm, that's a bit different. Players right that's now. a bit different. different. <laughs> and in a team where, like, you, Dame's your best player. CJ is potentially on the trading block. As your, and he's your second best player. You've been riddled by injuries over the past few years. Dame wants to win now. And there's, you know, some rumors about Dame's, you know, mm, do I want to do I want to leave? You it, know, it came si- since firing starts. It really is. Oh, no. Did we just mess up? Are we losing yeah. Dame? Yeah, because Stotts was very close with a lot of players. But yeah. it was it was pretty much except it was Stotts time to leave. Because Stotts is a good coach. Is he a great coach? We said it before. Stotts is a good coach. Is he a great coach? No. Is he a playoff, like championship coach? No. He's good enough to get you to the second round. Yes. He's not good enough to get you beyond that. Yeah. And is this this team as constructed currently good enough to get you further in the second round? I think so. Yeah. 
Um, maybe not with CJ as the second best player, but we'll see how that goes. But now Dame's thinking like, oh, I don't know. I don't really like some of the head office guys. I don't really like the way they've made the players feel. What if Dame leaves? And, it, you know, it can happen. What do you, you do? Do you rebuild? Yes. Like we just saw this with, with Westbrook out of nowhere, just gone. Yeah. Wanted a trade. You know, and he was really one of those guys with Steph. It was like, I don't see these guys ever leaving their teams. And Westbrook yep. did, like, out of nowhere. And I can see that happening with Dame. This this situation's been handled so poorly. And, you know, partly part of it is on Dame as well. You know, him coming out right away saying, Jason Kidd's the man I want. Yeah. Have you ever... When's the last time you've... Like, maybe Kyrie... We talked about this. Maybe yeah. Kyrie, when he was... Like, he wasn't a fan of Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. He wanted someone else. Like, it's it's odd. Don't do that. Don't publicly say who you want and who you don't want. It's weird. That's for the front office to decide. Yeah, that's... As a player, that's not your, yeah. your thing. Like, I, I love Dame. And his, I also think his, Kenny Atkinson could have done just as good a job as Steve Nash this season. I agree with you. <clears throat> and we both like Steve Nash, and we both yeah. like him as a head coach. Kenny but Atkinson was fine. Kenny Atkinson's a good coach. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the only difference is can in, can Kenny Atkinson deal with the, those three egos? The personalities on those teams. You know, that's a whole different. That's beast. a different ballgame. Yeah, but um, gosh, Dame leaves. <sighs> yeah, so you rebuild, right? Yeah, and then so the, the, the issue, you know, Chauncey Billups, his talent isn't the issue really. It's the allegations that came with it, the yeah. sexual assault allegations. What was it like twenty seven women or something? Um, <sighs> It was from 1997 or yeah. something like that, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's, it was it's like not a Luke Walton year. where it's recent. Yeah, yeah. This know, is like his rookie year or something. Yeah, very, very different. Um, and it sucks that that's brought to light because I'm sure, Cha- obviously, Chauncey's not not that now. And I'm pretty sure this was all fixed back then. This yeah. was all sorted back then. Everyone has moved past this yeah. in their lives and it's now being brought back up. Yeah. You know. Everyone will forget about it, you know, if, if unless he's, you know, found guilty or whatever. But... It, we'll move on from it. Just, I'm pretty sure it was all sorted. Like he, well, that's, innocent, that's what I thought, right? And and it's not like we're trying to late make light of sexual like allegations. No, it's it's just, if something was sorted back then, it was sorted back then. Like don't I, need to bring it up over 20 years that's, later. That's exactly. What I don't like. It's the same thing with um, like you know James Gunn, the the director for those Marvel films and whatnot, and he made like a tweet like 10, 10 years ago, which was questionable. Um, and obviously he'd changed since then and people brought it up 10 years later. It was like, no, this is the real James Gunn. And he almost lost his career because of it. I don't like that stuff. You know, if, if this, I I'm with you, I'm confident this was dealt with. Um, if it hasn't been sure, it's cool to look into it, but don't instantly write him off for the rest of his life because of it. If this hasn't been dealt with, bring it up for whatever reason, bring it up and deal with it. But that doesn't mean he shouldn't have a life. Yeah of it yeah there, there was a thing recently and it's not basketball related but it it's something which i feel was very important for people to understand um there's one of the very popular youtuber who was around in our time still very popular now i can't remember his name but he does like vlogs and stuff um vlogman vlogman sure let's call him vlogman he's a white man brunette very generic but he's very popular <laughs> you just you just like that's a caucasian guy yeah it's just a caucasian but he's very popular he does okay. vlogs and stuff and um I think this was like a, a month or two ago and his career was almost halted immediately because a girl came out, a, a woman came out and uh, leaked all this stuff, conversations and photos between the two um, saying that she was a minor and that he was um, trying to sleep with her and whatnot. Um, very gross stuff. 
Mm. Um, and, you know, his career was halted at mm. that point and he was going to, you know, potentially get convicted and go to prison and, and or whatever the, you know, it may be in the US. Mm. And then it came out a week later. Oh, she was lying. None of this is true. And his career was put in jeopardy because of that. This is why I feel it's very important, you know, whether it's this billup situation or not, mm. even for this Luke Walton thing, you know, which happened a year ago, um, just because someone's come out and said that you've done something horrific or whatnot, please don't bewitch the person right away. Allegations hold a lot of power. Yes. Possibly too much. Yeah. Because the person who like will throw out these allegations is in full control. Yeah. And that that's often enough to damage someone's career. Yeah, image just enough, an allegation. Right? Whether it's proven false or true, yeah. it doesn't matter. An allegation can ruin and, a and career. And that's why this really irks me the wrong way. Because I like Billups as a player, as a person. I, he's never you know done anything to really piss me off as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just been a phenomenal point guard, Hall of Fame point guard, champion. And for this in 1997, for this thing to be brought back up after we think it's been dealt with, um, just to kind of belittle him, it's, it's just kind of gross. So I, I, I'm glad to see it happen. Uh, that, that Small tangent. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm glad to yeah, see yeah, him yeah. He get a five-year head coaching gig. Yeah. He's deservedly so. But then again, back to basketball talk. I don't know if it's the right fit. I don't know if it's the right fit <laughs> on a team that wants to contend. And, and, and look, maybe it is and we're wrong and good. Great. I hope, I hope it all works. But at the same time, you're, you're running out of time with Dame. Yeah, and, and like, I don't want to say like, oh, it's go time. It's go time. But there's a, there's a clock over everyone's head in the league. Mm. Even the best players in the world sometimes make it 12 years. Yeah. Right. Not a lot make it 15. Some don't make it 10. An injury can shorten a career and just like that. Yeah. You never know. Dame's a great player. He's an MVP caliber player. Don't lose him. Yeah, t- touching on that as well, and it might be one of the, the last things before we wrap yeah. up. One of the the biggest distinctive things between what you just said, some will go 10, 12, 15 years. A lot of it is more, it's not so black and white where it's, um, you can be, you know, Damian Lillard, one injury can set you back from a 15-year career to a 10-year career. It's also the fact that we see guys like David West, James Posey, Paul Millsap. James Posey, I'm sick of James Posey. I, I'm never sick of him. It's the fucking but, James Posey <laughs> podcast. But the fact that these guys have prolonged careers, um, what uh, Corver, Kyle Corver, mm-hmm. you know, he was like 42 when he became an analyst at at that point. You know, it's these guys. Th- these guys were never Damian Lillard. They no. were never, you know, Brandon Roy at their peak. They were never these guys. But they trained for a role on a team. Yeah. And I, that that's a, a really underrated thing is to see people wonder, well, like, how is this place in the league? Because from day one, they weren't meant to be a Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. They weren't meant to be a How Kevin is PJ Tucker still playing thing? Right. Well, he knows his role and he's very good yeah, at it. Like people like, how is 6'6 PJ Tucker still in the league? It's because he knows his role and that's all he trains to do. Yeah. And I think... If, if you're a player coming in the league, if you're a kid watching, you know, basketball at an early age, 
you can have a very prolonged career in anything for that matter, as long as you understand what you want to do and if you're okay with it. Exactly. And sometimes lightning in a bottle happens. Sometimes the stars align and you ball out for a few years. But if you're not willing to go back down, you become Darren Williams. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if if Damian Lillard all of a sudden regresses, like say like Camilo Anthony Mm -hmm. all of a sudden just regresses. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for someone that has played 10 years at a starting position at an all-star level and all of a sudden you've got to learn how to play from the bench. It doesn't, it doesn't happen doesn't that way. That's why Melo it took a really big hit to his career because yeah. that's a big adjustment period. Took a couple of years, his confidence yeah. and his, like, his, his personal life. Eventually he's figured out, but that not, not everyone can do that. Yeah. Not everyone can take a step back and yeah. say, I need to be different. Yeah. And some people don't want to. Like Kobe was like, no, I'm done with it. He can average 20 points per game. I'm done with it. I'm okay. LeBron was, LeBron's going to be a similar thing. Once he feels like he's not at his peak, he's going to be done with it. Yeah. He's not going to go back to the bench. And I, that's just a, like I said, it's an underrated thing to, to think about when we, when we speak about these role players is the fact they're not training to be Damian Lillard. No. They're training for a spot. Kyle Korver is training to be Kyle Korver. Exactly. And he wants to play for 15 years. And he fucking did it. He did. And it happens. Um, Man played a long yeah. fucking time. Yeah. So shout out to Kyle Corver for whatever reason. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. And Darren Williams service. when you were busting everyone's ass. Remember when Chris Paul used to get shit on by Darren Williams it every was... single matchup? So I, I, I shit you not, and this is especially for, for the youngins watching or listening. Go back. It was Darren Williams versus Chris Paul. They were the top two point guards in the league. Yeah. Darren Williams, Chris Paul. And I, I'm not joking at all. Darren Williams was a monster. Oh. And then I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. It's the stars aligned for him for a bit. Because it was Utah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Was, it was Chris Paul and Darren Williams. And then under it was Tony Parker. Yep. Right? Then Tony Parker older. He got worse and worse. Darren Williams fell off the face of the cliff. And Chris Paul stood alone. Yep. Others have come to meet him. But Darren Williams also used to bust Chris Paul's ass every meeting. Every time Utah and New Orleans... Hornets back then played Darren Williams would give Chris Paul like 30 and Chris Paul would have like 10 points for whatever reason he would just shit on Chris Paul and then Darren Williams was a scary dude man his his skill regressed a bit I believe he played in Europe and China yep um, and then he went to the Cavs and got zero point games in the playoffs yeah love to see it so sometimes the stars unalign yep right it happens. That could happen for Dame. It's like an eclipse, you know? It happens. Exactly. For that period of time, it's phenomenal, and then it goes. It exactly. Passes. I'm not saying it will happen to Dame, but it could. Yeah, it could. Absolutely could. Anything um, can happen. Like, we saw the same thing with Tracy McGrady, Brandon Roy. You know, for, for a period of time, it was it was great. They know. were injuries, right? They, they were injuries, but, you know, it, it happens. We see... Um, Penny you, Hardaway you was like, injury riddled. We can use Michael Carter Williams for this. This that thing. was like, the stars line for a short like, amount of time. He but came they out the womb, and the Jeremy stars Lin. were beaming down on him. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. The stars aligned. Yeah. And then they weren't. Yeah. It's, it just it it happens. happens, man. It happens. And I, I, I'm trying to be uh, thankful for everything I'm seeing in the league. Um, that, that's, Amari Stoudemire. Oh, he's, I miss. The stars aligned. You I have him. His name miss. is John Collins. He really is. These two are so damn similar. Mm-hmm. I love them both, man. Okay. On the high note, we're going to wrap up. Slightly shorter episode. We probably rambled a bit too long, but that's fine. Um, it's a late night episode of the pod. I want to get home. I'm fucking tired. I've had a long day. A shit day at work. My first shit day. I had a rough day. It sucks, man. It sucks, but it happens. 
It's a Monday um, too, which is the worst. Yeah. It's technically my Tuesday because I work Sundays. Oh, okay. All right. I, f- I feel. It's a weird thing to think about. You get Friday, Friday Saturdays off, right? Yeah. Yep. Friday, Saturday, every week. Okay. So thank you everyone for watching. Thank you everyone for listening. If you made it through this far, thank you very, very much. It's a favorite part of our week every week. You should tell your friends to get your friends to tell their friends and then we can be friends. Do this every weekend. Um, we are on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Pod, Apple Pod, uh, Hootsuite. <laughs> Fuck Hootsuite. <laughs> Fuck Hootsuite. <laughs> Bro, I can't log into the... You I'll don't explain need to. later. It's it's been a hassle. <laughs> um, we are everywhere. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Tell your friends, like, rate, subscribe. I love you all. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for your service, Carl.